What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello there. It's showtime. What is this, trick-or-treat? Did I do that? I'm Sailor Moon, champion of justice. Daddy would have gotten us Uzi. The power is yours. <laughs> My name is Grace Jones. Welcome, Radical Ones, to an all-new episode of the Radical Retro Rewind Podcast. As always, I am your host, Radical Ryan Hunter, and I have a very special guest again and a very wonderful friend of mine. Cadu is back to talk Scooby-Doo 2002 and Scooby-Doo Monsters Unleashed 2004. Welcome back to the show, my friend. Thank you, Ryan. Hey, everybody, I'm back. Thank you for having me once again. I could not wait to have you back, Cadu. And for anyone who doesn't remember this beautiful voice, my friend here was on one of our earliest episodes. Oh, my God, I feel like it was a year ago. Oh my god, it was a year ago. We have an anniversary. Charlie's Angels 1 and 2, and then following that we did I Know What You Did Last Summer, and I Still Know What You Did Last Summer. Always a double feature. Yes! Is that going to be our thing? Double features? I think so. <laughs> when you hear that this man is coming on the show, know you're getting two movies for the price of one. Only here on the Radical Retro Rewind Podcast. 
I am really excited to talk about your project, Kadu. For anyone who doesn't know that my friend here is also known as the master of suspense, but please say it beautifully as you, how it will sound when you say it, but this is a project you've been doing for a few months now. Would you mind please telling the listeners a little bit about this? I think it's fabulous. First of all, thank you. I am a huge fan of horror movies, so I started this page back in April called Master of Suspense, or here in Brazil, Mestre do Suspense. Ooh, there it goes. Yeah. <laughs> and I always wanted to bring something special to my page, like creatively. I have three segments. The first one is I reimagining movies from other genres and turn them into horror movies. I have another one called Inspiration Killer, where I bring myself in pictures and illustrations. And the third one is called Top 3, where I have a guest answering three questions about the horror world. I love this, especially because you are so creative when you pick these movies. You choose a lot of times comedy movies or movies that people would never think in a horror setting. And you do it so beautifully with clips. And this man's voiceover work is fantastic. And I have so much fun doing it, you know, like editing and doing the voiceovers. It's it's fun for me to create this atmosphere. That's true because you create these videos and they're literally getting almost like a movie trailer, I would say. And a lot of times you combine footage from the actual movie, but movies that are similar to the story that you're trying to tell and it just works magnificently. Oh my god. And I invited Ryan to create his own horror story. Oh my god, I was honored. And I chose Mannequin 1. <laughs> and it was fantastic. Thank you so much for, for joining me. I know your work and how hard you are creatively and how you edit and everything. So I was thrilled to be asked and I'm thrilled to have you on today as always. Thank you so much. And feel free to follow me on Instagram at Mastery do Suspense. Wherever you see this on Instagram, I will have all of the links for you to check this man out and his body of work. Thank you so <laughs> no much. No pun intended. No pun intended. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Scooby-Doo, Kadu. Can you tell us a little bit of when your love for Scooby actually began and what appealed to you about these movies and maybe Scooby in general? I think I was always a fan of Scooby-Doo. I, I don't remember when it started, but I know that my devotion for Scooby actually started with this movie because okay. I was a fan of the cartoon, but... I was such a fan of the actors doing it, you know, Matthew Lillard, Sarah Michelle Geller. So I was so invested when they joined the project and seeing them on screen was so magical to me that I became obsessed with Scooby-Doo and I started revisiting the cartoons and the animations. So I think my love for Scooby started back in 2002, but, but I was always a fan of Scooby in a way. Because he's one of those characters that I just assume even in Brazil it's just always been there. He's just always been around and... Yeah, so popular every single morning on TV, on stores. So yes, kids were always fascinated by Scooby-Doo and I was one of them. Speaking of the cast, you are not kidding with this. The reunion that we get even from I Know What You Did Last Summer with Sarah and Freddie. I mean, of course, they're married in real life. But having this them two together and then getting the scream connection with Matthew, it's just this funny mashup. 
Yeah, and it was so special because whenever I think of Scooby-Doo, the live action, I think of Matthew and Sarah. Freddy and Linda are amazing in, the, in their roles, but I think Matthew and Sarah are Shaggy and Daphne, you know? Oh my goodness, definitely. And I'll even go further, as much as I love Sarah, God, Matthew, like, turned into Shaggy. I This, he was the perfect, I can't even think of anyone at that time that would have been able to do what he did. And I think it's the the work of a lifetime because he still works as the voice of Shaggy. <laughs> that is amazing that it's come full circle and now he is the voice of Shaggy. <laughs> I, I, I think if I have to choose a favorite actor playing the, the cartoon character, I think I have to go with Matthew because he did a fantastic job. And you could tell that he really loves this character. And so talented, you know? Yes, because for anyone who's seen him in other things, and again, back to Scream, seeing how vicious he was in that movie at the end, and then comparing to this movie, and he is so lovable as Shaggy. So lovable and so innocent at the same time. Yes, innocent, which is the perfect way to describe that character. I love Shaggy so much. So researching, and I'm sure you, you've heard these over the years as well because i know you are one of those people as well that like to research things and read about properties you like did you hear that this was originally an r rating movie yeah i can't picture how it would turn out but i think it was an, an different idea you know to create this this new narrative because i understand what they're doing because there's like i guess a fine line sometimes when they do almost like the brady bunch movie they did they kind of made it a little more adult-esque but i wonder with something like Scooby if it would have been successful because then you're counting out a lot of kids at the time that are huge Scooby fans. Yeah, I think it's definitely brave to create something new and especially in this era but I think it was the right decision to make like light and camp. I really love that Scooby version, you know? Yes, and I'm so glad it actually turned out to be what it is and you're right that we got this campy, fun, family-friendly movie with, I mean, there's adult humor but it goes over children's heads a lot of the times. I think I would be fine to to see that version today, but I think in the 2002 I was so pleasantly surprised with the the outcome of the of the first movie. Throughout the ages there has been one hero standing watch over us all. One hero Protecting mankind wherever he is needed. He moves in shadows, cloaked in mystery. And now, in the summer of 2002, he will be called upon yet again to save the world. Okay, so the first movie coming out in 2002, would you say that this movie really honestly straight out of the 2000s? I feel like you're almost walking into a time capsule with this movie. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I can see that 2000s whenever I watch Scooby-Doo 1, and it's great because it's not dated in a bad way, but yes. you go back to 20 years ago in a flash. Oh my god, yes. And Kadu, before we started recording, he had mentioned it's almost 20 years and oh my yeah. god. Yeah, <laughs> 20 years ago. 
Oh, man. And 20 years later, we're still talking about these movies, which this is why I love doing the show. <laughs> and it's a classic, you know, 20 years later, people are still talking about it and are still in love with these characters. And this particular movie, I mean, it's a hit. So what do you think about the plot of taking the gang, the Mystery Inc. gang, our heroes to the island? I mean, we're going to get into our sequel in a little bit later. But do you feel that this is almost like a sequel plot a lot of the times in sequels they try to make the characters travel somewhere new give them a new location this starts off with the gang is reuniting and bam we're on this new location this island spooky island i think it was so smart for them to do that because it was based on an old cartoon so people are familiarized with the stories of scooby-doo so i think when people watched the first time they knew about the scooby gang so to start the movie going back to okay the the gang break up and now yes. we're gonna see a reunion i thought it was so smart you're right because it actually it allows us to reintroduce these characters now and be a part of their reunion so we didn't miss anything i guess in a way and doing so we got to experience that beautiful scene the breakup scene it's heartbreaking oh yes when they are in the factory and the things go out of control and they had enough and they break up the gang the movie starts like that so it's such a heartbreaking scene and then we have the experience of them reuniting in this fun way going to spooky island i mean there's no better way to start the movie in my opinion you know what shaggy you really put it in perspective for me thanks I quit. No. No way! You, you can't quit. I was gonna quit in like two seconds. And now everyone is gonna totally think that I copied off the smart girl. Now, now, now wait a minute, wait a minute. Maybe I quit. I do? Yeah, I quit. I'm out of here. Good riddance. No, don't go. Come on, you guys, don't do this. Please don't go. Do I quit? No, school. Friends don't quit. Character-wise, they take these cartoon characters, and I would say they do get their characters down. The only thing for me, Cadu, I would say is Freddy, they make a little more vain than I would say the original cartoon might have portrayed him. But recently, they kind of do this now with Freddy, it seems like. I wonder if this actually started with this incarnation of the character, the movie, when he's more vain and into himself. It takes him from just being this, this man that drives them around and is smart. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I guess they give him more of like a character or something to work with. Yeah, I think you got a point. Since the movie, he became a lot more vain than the cartoon. The cartoon, I think he was more the leader, the smart one. Yeah. And then after the movies, he became a little bit more obsessed with, with his image and a little bit more vain. Which was something with Daphne as well. Do you think this had to do with Buffy at the time, Sarah being Buffy? But they give her martial arts skills, which is something that is adapted in different incarnations of Scooby. I noticed as well, cartoon form. Do you think that came about, A, because of the timing with Buffy, and I guess B, to give Daphne less of a I'm always in trouble kind of feel? 
well. Yeah, 100%. And I think it was a smart decision to to do that because, like I said, it is a classic. So years and years later, Daphne has this lot more personality. Right. She's just not getting kidnapped and tripping and falling, which... Yeah, but I think it's definitely because of Buffy that she has the martial arts and stuff like that. Did you feel in that scene with the wrestler or the professional wrestler that felt like that was her Buffy stunt double? It was exactly like Buffy fighting right there. But it was so great because for people who haven't watched Buffy, it's a new way to connect with female badass, you know, like kicking and, and fighting. So I think it was more to, to bring something from another character to this version of Daphne. Oh, I love that. So Velmo has always been the smart one. She's always famously the one that's losing her glasses. My glasses. Oh, brother. Not again. I've got to consider contact lenses. In this, they really tell a story with her character of feeling underappreciated, not being the most beautiful as opposed to Daphne. Although we find out in the sequel that Daphne doesn't think she's beautiful herself. So do you like that they gave Velma more to work with as well, with that she has a mission? She's feeling this, I'm unappreciated. Fred takes all my plans. Yeah, it was very interesting to give her that background because like you said, in the cartoons, sometimes they got to on the the nose you know with their personalities right <laughs> so i think when they created the movie they were able to expand them in a way that makes more interesting to us so i think velma is a great character and it shows you know and Velma's gone through a transformation as well, I feel like, since this movie. She's become more of a smart-talking, brooding, moody, kind of jokey kind of way now that she's super smart, but it's it's almost like she can't put up with stupidity or something like that anymore. She's become this character. Yeah, with a twist of confidence. So I feel like these planted the seeds for the modern-day Scooby audience. Oh, I, I, I so agree with that. Like I said, it was a trend to make these movies back in the day so it was a hit you know for them to continue the stories now this is the question what are some of your favorite parts in our first live action scooby-doo film oh i have so many moments so favorite (laughs) moments where do i start well the first thing that comes to mind is the airport scene with daphne the lot of luggage (laughs) and the reunion itself with red not knowing who scooby was in the old lady costume oh that was great yes it's hysterical before i add some other favorite scenes i have to go back and ask you a question of course what do you think of spooky island i mean i want to visit oh my god you spoke the words in my brain i was gonna ask you as well would you visit a spooky isle i would totally totally in the land of a million drums there is always something going on welcome to spooky island the frightfully popular spring break spot for college students catch our electrical torture parade it's a dead world after all and the world famous splatterhorn oh Scooby-Doo! And the rest of 
Mystery Inc. I would marvelous to see you. I'm there, you know. I don't need an invitation. I will try my best to get to that island. I think it's beautiful. I think it's so, so magical and fun and camp at the same time. So I think it was great for them to set the story in this spooky island because it's so mesmerizing. And you know what? Why hasn't someone really made a horror or a spooky themed theme park like this that lasts all year long? I know sometimes around, you know, Halloween time, places will do like a spooky themed thing. But could you imagine like a Jurassic Park, but a horror park like this? <laughs> yeah, it would be a hit, you know. I, I think that spooky island uh, setting was perfect. And uh, whenever I think of Scooby-Doo movies, I think of spooky island. Just from the beginning. Beginning. From the start when we have Mr. Bean, that actor, inside of the suit welcoming the Scooby gang in that little, it looks like a tiki robot kind of thing. And he's like, oh, welcome Scooby-Doo. I love that. I love that man. I think he's so funny. So funny. And I, I think it was a smart decision to ask him. I agree. He fits with a, a movie like this. And I think it's so funny when Fred mistakes his, his last name. So I think he does uh, like three times and it's hysterical every single time. When they're about to leave the haunted mansion, they pretend to be characters or statues much like they would in the old cartoons. A suit of arms from a knight. Velma, she's in a beard. I just love that, that they're playing statues. But directly after that I think is one of the best scenes in the movie it always gets me pumped and that is bump in the night As soon as they leave the haunted mansion and the gang is really happy, they're having fun together. It's just one of these songs that bring me back. That brought me back to when I first saw the movie. I can hear it perfectly in my head and I can see the picture of them leaving the <laughs> castle, laughing and having a great time. <sighs> the smiles, the smiles too. That's when the moment you realize that the gang is back and they truly realize that they missed each other and that they got this. Yeah, and they are a family, you know? And before the castle scene we got to see Daphne with the voodoo man yes! one of the funniest scenes in the movie the chicken yes and she starts talking like oh you don't want me to go there but but now I think you want me to go there here's a clue purple is a fall color it's the middle of me pardon listen do yourself a favor and get off this island go home go home before evil befalls your little skinny aerobicized booty and whatever you do do not I repeat, do not go into that spooky island castle. Aha! Uh -huh. You want me to go up to that castle? Didn't you just hear what I said? But you're scary. And you knew I'd do the opposite of what you said. So you told me not to go to the castle, so I would go up to that castle where you set a trap to capture me. Unless... Unless you knew I'd figure it out. So you told me not to go up to the castle, so I would think that you wanted me to go, so I wouldn't go just like you didn't want me to. Huh? I'll find out what you're hiding in that castle. You watch. What in the world? 
hysterical. There's this man, he says he's going to sacrifice a chicken, but the chicken is already dead. And he tells Daphne not to go. Don't go to the spooky castle. Please don't. Exactly like you said. I think you want me to go there. And I feel like that's what they would say in the cartoon. It's exactly what should be. And it works because Sarah is great in this scene. Now there is a twist to this movie. The villain of Scooby-Doo, the first live action movie, is none other than Scrappy-Doo? Scrappy-Dappy-Doo! Ghosts don't stand a chance with me! Let me at him! Rock him! Suck him! Scrappy, for the thousandth time, there's no such thing as ghosts. Sure there are! And when I find them, I'll give them a good dose of puppy power! Ta-da! Oh, God, he's peeing on me. (gasps) What did you think about this twist? Yes, I was so shocked and I was pleasantly surprised with this because first we got to see Scrappy-Doo in the flashback and I thought it was great. (laughs) And then to come up with the twist of Emile Mondavarius be Scrappy-Doo, it was something that I haven't seen it coming. That truly was one of those shock moments and wow, they really did it. And I think it it works in the story, don't you think? It really does. It was the most surprising thing. Like you said, that flashback was a good way of setting it up without giving too much away for anyone who doesn't know who Scrappy is, possibly. How do you feel about Scrappy? Because honestly, as a kid, I didn't mind him. But I know that this character is, especially in the 90s, it got got so much hate, Scrappy. Yeah, I never really pay attention attention to him i was always more focused on the gang itself so for me it was good to see that you know i knew of scrappy doo but i didn't have a relationship with him in a way so it was great to to see this version of him larger than life truly i mean and they really made him a villain in this he marked daphne at one point yeah poor daphne (laughs) Poor Daphne, she was in shock, I feel like. Uh, Yeah, I think that was truly something. James Gunn, who wrote this, he literally said in an interview, I remember he hated Scrappy-Doo so much that he just had to make Scrappy a villain. Which is funny because evidently in the 70s, introducing Scrappy to the Scooby-Doo cartoon saved the show. (laughs) Yeah, so I think it was great for James to do that. You know, he brought back something that works in the cartoon and updated here in the movie. That's right. So he's now the villain. And he says his iconic line of puppy power. (laughs) (laughs) Puppy power. Oh, you did that good. Oh, thank you. What do you think of the famous body switch? Do you know I forgot all about that scene until I watched it again? And then I said, oh my God, how did I forget this? Yeah, really? I I mean, I love this scene. This is the scene for anyone who doesn't know where the characters, basically the Scooby gang, what'd you call them? Their soul almost? They're, They're like little heads, but they're floating. In this liquid, they are protoplasmic heads. Ooh, the technical term, jinkies. The gang are looking for their heads to put back in their body, but when they pick one, it randomly shoots up. So we have Fred in Daphne's body, and Shaggy in Velma's, and Scooby. It's a funny scene. And Freddy, of course, says he gets to look at himself naked. <laughs> Everyone is great in this scene, and I think we got to witness the fun of the 
the cast doing the yes. impressions of each other. So I think it's funny in its own way because the actors are having so much fun that we, the audience, are responding it. So I love this scene. I agree. What do you think about the CGI? Now, you know how pe people are very hard on old CGI. And again, people, this was 2002. Do you feel that the CGI dates it too much for you? Because evidently they had a Scooby-Doo puppet that they originally made for this and they decided to go with CGI Scooby. What do you think? Would you have preferred a puppet? <laughs> I mean, it sounds crazy to say a puppet, but do you prefer the CGI that we got or would you have preferred more of a classical effects? I think I prefer the CGI because it works better in this atmosphere. But, yeah. but when I was a kid, I thought that CGI, not only Scooby, but the monsters were great. And now revisiting, I think it's a little dated. You know, it's not bad, like terrible, but we can see the, the evolution of CGI nowadays. Truly. I mean, even comparing it to a Lion King, like Gooby-Doo, to what they're able to do now with animals is amazing. Yeah, I think it's a little dated, but not in the way that, oh my god, it's terrible, you know? You're right, because Scooby, you could totally believe that he's in that scene. I, I guess it's really Matthew's acting as well, acting with nothing, but you feel that Scooby-Doo is really there. And I think Scooby is the best one in the CGI, because some of the monsters are really... Yes! <laughs> <laughs> are really bad but Scooby you feel his heart you know his the emotion his eyes even you could see tears in his eyes when he's sad yeah when he's about to be sacrificed oh my god I'm gonna be a sacrifice <laughs> that was adorable so adorable and before we jump to the next movie I'd like to ask you who do you think you are in the Scooby-Doo franchise this is amazing oh my goodness I think I would be, honestly, I think I would be Shaggy. Yeah, I can totally see you as Shaggy. <laughs> I can totally see you as a mix of Shaggy and Velma. Oh, and I love Velma too. So that's an honor. Because you have the innocence of Shaggy and you are smart as Velma and curious oh. and nerdy. So I think you are a perfect match of the two. Thank you. And honestly, I want to ask you the same question. But knowing you, see, I want to say Freddy, but not this Freddy, maybe. I want to say Freddy because you are a natural leader and a planner. You are. You are totally correct. I think I would describe myself as a mix of Fred and Daphne. Yes, yes, yes. Because, like you said, I have this leadership skills in me. And Daphne, I think she's a lot sassy and bubbly. <laughs> so I think I'm uh, a match of the of these two personalities. So that means between the two of us, we are the full Scooby gang. Yeah, we're just... <laughs> We're just missing Scooby. We just are missing Scooby. I know you have two adorable little puppies over there of your own. Yeah, I have my Luke and Baruki. So one of them can be Scooby-Doo and the other one can be Scrappy-Doo. Yeah, so there you go. We have a full Mystery Inc. Mystery Incorporated. We can now do the third live action. We'll get that and then we'll finally get our Charlie's Angels 3. Oh, yes, please. <laughs> We'll go back to back. We'll film Scooby and then we'll go to Charlie's Angels. Perfect. Keep it quiet, Scoob. <laughs> when monsters appear, <laughs> they're out of there. Look, Doo's back. Scooby-Doo 2. Monsters Unleashed. Are you guys okay? <laughs> <laughs>
two years later, a sequel was announced. It is Scooby-Doo Monsters Unleashed. I gotta say, re-watching this movie, Cadu, I really think... Now, the first one is 100% nostalgia for me. But this movie, I honestly think, is more Scooby-Doo? cartoon-like than the previous. Now, I don't know what you feel, but I would love to hear what you think about that. Yeah, I can totally agree with you that it feels more Scooby, but the first one, it's so close to my heart that it's so yeah. hard for me to to say that the second one is better. For me, the first one will always be better, but yeah. I can totally see that the second one is a little more close to the original cartoon. Did you even notice the characters evolved as well, even further? Like, they made them really best friends in this with no question which is what I always wanted to see anyway I mean besides the issues of each individual member feeling underappreciated or not worthwhile you get the feeling that Freddy now has outgrown in a way his being into himself Daphne is just this pure light and wants to help Velma and really they must become more lovable in this movie I <laughs> Does that sound crazy? I don't know. No, it makes perfect sense. And we got to see that in the opening scene with the museum when they got to revisit all the costumes from the past and they are so proud of their work so yeah I think 100% correct and we got a cameo from Alicia Silverstone well I guess more than a cameo she's through the whole movie but if I remember correctly I think she was away from Hollywood so it's, it was great to see her back it was and having her in this role as this villainous even before it's revealed who she is she's really the antagonist and taking away the credibility of the Scooby gang yeah this nasty reporter lying and telling the story wrong, trying to get Freddy to look like he's dissing Coolsville, which is where the characters live. Coolsville sucks. <laughs> yes, exactly. I didn't say that. Yeah, so Alicia Silverstone was out of acting for a long time prior to this, so it was really nice to see her again. Yeah, I agree. The second movie, we find a lot of different things this time around. We see that they have a headquarters, a little clubhouse that is very futuristic, but also very retro and 60s-ish. Yeah, I think it was it was a nice touch to have this new way of them to reconnect and the flashback with the clubhouse. That was adorable. Yeah, and what do you think of the whole structure of things? I honestly, I really like the plot of Scooby and Shaggy going to that restaurant that's now a, or a bar that's run by ex-villains that they've apprehended. (laughs) And I think that was a really fun, cute idea and all the callbacks they had to it. And I like that they actually, like we mentioned earlier, brought back all these classic villains actually real this time. And it was so funny to see Shaggy and Scooby in disguise. (laughs) That was amazing. Because they went solo, you know? It was the first time in the movies that they went for it. Just the two of them. Thank you for rating me be myself. Hi! Oh, yeah! It's Scooby-Doo! <laughs> the meddling muck would help throw us in jail! <laughs> right before they left, when they wanted to be serious, having Scooby dressed in Velma's sweater and the go-go boots... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was so hysterical. And the go-go boots are amazing. I'm obsessed with Daphne's go-go boots. I think it was every little girl's dream and every gay guy fantasy. Yes! 
Yes. And Scoobies. And Scooby. Yeah, and Scooby. And do you love that Daphne says Scoob? Like, she doesn't care that he's wearing them. She's like, Scooby, it doesn't go with that sweater. It was so sweet of her to say that because it adds so much to her personality, you know? Yes. And that's why I just, I love Daphne so much in this movie. Even more than the first one. I love her. I think she was so adorable when they got caught in that trap. And she was like playing with makeup and then, oh, I enjoy being a girl. So silly and at, at the same time, so adorable. That's right, because she is so girly, but they've made her now capable, but yet still goofy just lovable i gotta say everyone this time around is super lovable and goes back to when we praised sarah and matthew you know they are even better and more comfortable in this character's shoes i agree i feel like if we did get a third one with them i mean we ended up getting a prequel but if we had gotten a third one with them i can't imagine i feel like these characters would have been even realer than they are in this sequel because you're right each movie they just got more and more comfortable with these roles. Yeah. Other thing that happened in this movie, which honestly I think was fantastic, was the haunted... Again, we have another haunted castle, but this castle was everything you would want in a Scooby-Doo cartoon brought to life. Yeah, with, with the old villains coming back, right? <sighs> so good. Did you think, Cadu, that this left enough for them to do a third one at the time or did you think that this was the last no i think they could done more and more movies i don't know why they stopped you know because like we said the chemistry was there and the box office i mean it wasn't a a total yes. flop you know i don't know why the studio decided to pass like we were just mentioning they did that what is it the mystery begins it was called back when they were younger again which was actually a good solid film as well with live action cast but one more it's the same thing with charlie's angels you have this iconic cast why didn't you just do a trilogy in fact thinking back we did all of our episodes projects <laughs> yeah. that never got to see the third one oh Wow. You know, after this, we're going to have to break the streak because is there any other two movies that didn't get a third movie that we wanted? <laughs> yeah, we have to add it to the list. Wow, that is so true. Our three reviews as of now are movies that never got the third. And going back to Scooby and Shagging having fun in their own zone, what do you think when they drinking potions and <laughs> potion scene? And it's something you could totally see them doing. Drinking something that's even a potion. <laughs> totally. And I love when Shaggy starts to become buff and, and his voice change. I think it's so, so funny when Scooby starts to punch him and he's like, I had enough. He got almost that for any Charmed fans out there when Prue turns into a man voice that I have a penis. <laughs> I have a penis voice. <laughs> like a lower voice. Yes, yes, the voice that I wish I would have ended up with. I'm still waiting for my Shaggy on steroids voice to come in. <laughs> it was such a nice touch, you know, to to have Shaggy doing this comedy bit. So yeah, I think it's hysterical. Yeah, it gives the character a chance to be more of that Freddy type, a more buffer version. Like, But we love Shaggy because that's what he's not, right? I mean, we love him because of the character. And the same thing with Velma. In this one, we got to see Velma's transformation 
conversation with the, with the red outfit. Are we to imagine that Daphne had that laying around in Velma's color? Yeah, I think for, for some day that Velma felt confident. Yes, she was waiting for this very moment to give her that makeover and she had the perfect thing. And I love that Velma kept her sweater underneath. That's an iconic move because that just shows her characters truly at heart is this lovable nerd. Yeah, like this is a transformation, but I have something original inside. That's right. All in all, between the two movies, I guess we both agree that yes, number one is the classic. And I feel like a lot of people do love the first movie. But for any fans that might not really look at the sequel, it really is a Scooby movie brought to life. A Scooby cartoon brought to life, I should say. Not that the first one isn't, but it goes more maybe kitty-ish in some ways. Were you happy to see the bad guys back in this movie? Honestly, I was. I w- At first, did you think it was going to be scrappy again? Or is that too cliched? <laughs> No, never crossed my mind. I I thought they were done with Scrappy. I do love it was the villains of the past. Do you have a favorite? The 10,000 Bolt Ghost? <laughs> yeah. What about you? Yeah, I love them all because we got to remember the cartoon. So I can't pick a favorite because they are all work together. You know, it was not just one monster that was back. They were all together. The minor 49er. Yeah, so I think they work when we see them together, they work, you know. Brings you back to the classic cartoon, which I think that's what they really wanted to do with this film. And normally I don't like when superhero movies or cartoon movies have a lot of villains because we don't get to see them enough. But here I think it works because we are revisiting the past, you know, the the past cartoons. So we have a glimpse of each one of them and it works perfectly stated we get just enough and then we get it just enough of each character individually that i feel like we had enough with each character that they all kind of had their moment i guess freddy would be the only one i would say maybe didn't have as much to do the villains they didn't have that oh my god we're adding 500 villains and then you know like you said then you have no what do you do like how do you focus on one or the other so beautifully stated and the soundtrack is amazing from both movies yes i know that we both share that in common do you have a favorite if you had to pick out of the two movies which soundtrack you prefer i prefer the first one in general the movie and the soundtrack i agree but the second one is just as good you know and we got that ending with ruben from american idol oh my god that is so 2000s you're right i forgot and didn't we get a clay aiken song earlier so in that soundtrack 2000s movie this is so 2000s but not dated in a bad way do you think it's that cartoony atmosphere that actually helps keep it not dated yeah i think it is and that's why i said that i prefer this version to be like campy and not super different because it goes back to your innocence to your childhood you know so i think it's it was such a great thing to have this Scooby movie silly and and innocent. So yeah, I, I really, really love it. So the ending of this movie, we get the reveal of this villain. Like we mentioned earlier, it is our reporter, but there is a twist. Yes, there is the twist we get dot 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 Cadu. The villain is Jacobo. <gasps> 
Jinkies, jinkies, jinkies. And the reporter, or should I say Jacobo, was not alone. He had the help of the cameraman, Ned. Yes! the perfect assistant there all the time yes they were working together i just always love the solving of the mysteries at the end and the wrap-ups are always fantastic yeah and we need that you know the wrapping it up with the famous line it is a scooby movie you know when we get to the end and we have all of that yes it, and, and sometimes they do it in a very joking way that okay yes we know that this line is said a lot of times but they always kind of make it different with the i would have gotten away with it they'll change it a little or they'll make it funnier or they'll try to make it like haha we understand that you've heard this before yeah it's almost like an easter egg you know perfect, perfect the audience yes. wants that you know so it's nice to to see them doing in a different way different tone every now and then but remains and it would have been mine if it hadn't been to those meddling kids Wow, so we just covered both Scooby-Doo movies from the early 2000s. I cannot thank Kadu enough for being here this week with me again. When you aren't hanging over here, my friend, where can the lovely people find you at? You can find my personal account on at Kaduluongo on Instagram. But if you want to follow my horror account, it's at Master the Suspense, which means Master of Suspense. Oh my god, I love it. And believe me, you don't even need a translation to understand these films. They are gorgeous. You do these so masterfully. And that is why you are the master of suspense. <laughs> oh, thank you so much, my friend. And, and thank you for having me. I had a blast doing this. Thank you. I, I always love your energy. Your heart always shines through when you talk about things you love. So thank you for being here. And you could always reach the Radical Retro Rewind podcast one word on instagram and we are always new every friday of the week and you can find us on youtube thank you again kadu for being here today thank you so much scooby dooby doo <laughs> bye You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.